This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. We are rolling. Come on, do your spiel, brother. Do your spiel. So, Eddie all right. <laughs> the the Joey Cardi spiel. All right, hey, is so, that? Whoops. Yeah, <laughs> shows how right. old I am. That's okay. Um, what's up? How's it going? It's Life going good, grand, brother. Life is grand. happy to be here. Yeah. So Mike's on the show for the first time. You're a veteran, right? <laughs> yep. Just call you co-host at this point, right? There's um, a few of them you've done. I wouldn't mind being co-host on though. Hmm. A few of these things I'd like to co-host with you on. Yeah. Well, you're here like every other episode, so yeah. <laughs> well, there's a All few right. of them that are interesting. All right. Well, then come in. All right. We got Paul Castronovo next week. That's not the gender I was talking about. No. So no, we'll, we'll definitely. Well, we got our celebrity bartender uh, <laughs> position over there, so we're gonna have to I find like someone. Not you, but for, find someone to go there every week. So I'll go there from time to time. That Will sounds you? like fun. Yeah. All right. Jenny wants to go there too. So she keeps. But I told her she's not allowed to talk about the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> so. So welcome, gentlemen, to the Connected by Water podcast presented by Joey Cardi, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and fueled by our good friends at Papa's Pilar Rum, All right? So we're here today with Mike Lamb, the owner of the Island Rover, and um, you guys fished on that boat. Partners in the Native Sun. Partners in Native yeah. Sun, and you guys fished on as Team Native Sun, Island Rover, slash yep. Island Rover mm-hmm. for this tournament, and Art, you did your magic once again. We. Oui. We well, yeah, I know. But, yeah. See, that's the one problem with this whole deal is we, we got a, We've got an enormous team. Clarify for, for me, then. Yes, we got an enormous team. You did have you had an all-star team on. We do, yeah, and, do. and that's kind yeah. of part of the deal is you know you develop that team, and that that was our previous successes in years past. We built a team first couple of years, struggled a little bit, and then it became what it was, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where we are right now. First couple of years we struggled a little bit, and just always learning that we'll be learning till the end of it all, but. We're at a point right now where we've gelled quite well, and I think the perfect example is that is going from the boat we've been tournament fishing now for the last three years and then jump the very next day to a boat we've only fished on six times, mm-hmm. and the success is still the some same. Some guys only fished on once. Once, yes. One that was time. Some of them, it was their first, first time day ever on being the boat. on that boat. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 
Very really? good point. Yeah. God, that boat's beautiful. Oh, <laughs> thank you. It's it's yeah. Like, I mean, dream come true for me. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, a dream come true for everybody if that ever happens to them. I mean, that, that thing is just an epic, <laughs> epic vessel. I mean, so it's for those of you that don't know that are watching and listening. Um, you re- recently purchased the 58 Merit, a 1998 58 Merit. I did. It is a classic, classic vessel, but I stepped onto that thing after the Cove tournament, and you would never think that this thing is over, what, 20-something years old? It looks like a brand-new yeah. boat. I 20, mean, 20, I mean, 20, going on 23 years. It's, it's a uh, masterpiece. It's, you know. I mean, I think that's one of the – like, the cool thing about this weekend for me is, like, I think we got to fish on two of the finest – sport fish boats available i mean i think cv makes you know one of the best outboards mm-hmm. out there the and best I, I think the best i think the best you know um and i think you know i think the merit yacht is you know just it's it's a it's it's a work of art but it's also i mean it's a technology to, for a 1998 boat i mean that boat's carbon kevlar mm-hmm. core cell um you look at it it's not stress cracked and it's 20 you know it's 23 years old and yeah. it's it's just um, I mean, I still pinch myself. Like, you get off a quad engine thirty nine CV onto mm-hmm. a fifty eight Merit, and you're like, ah, you know. It's 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 amazing, and it was cool in the Cove tournament that you had Roy fish with you. That was very yeah, cool. that that was. I mean, I'm sure that's that was a special moment. You know, yeah, that was mean? my son's first tournament. Oh, it was his first one? The first time he'd ever been on the boat for a tournament, and then uh, Roy's grandson was with us. So it was just kind of a cool to you know take the, the whole boat. vibe yeah the whole thing was just it was it was uh i mean that's you know tournament fishing is about an experience mm-hmm. you know and it's about replicating that experience and to you know it has to have some meaning too like it's not just you know grinding out to get a check mm-hmm. not for me right no. um and it's not for art no I, I, I say it repeatedly which is stupid because i i say it to my customers on the charter boat i'm the world's worst businessman 90% of the time, I'm having more fun than you. And in the tournament thing, I'm not here to make money. I'm here for a trophy. I want to win. Now, you can't survive if you don't make a living, so right. you kind of try to figure out a way to do that. But it's truly about the win. No, it's about the win, for sure. I know that yeah. about you. you definitely, and that definitely is the truth. However, I will say one thing. That was quite the payday. <laughs> I mean, nice. I mean, when I was, I, I was looking at, even online, I'm like, and I went and I looked at the Calcutta's, and I'm like, Wow. Yeah, and I saw the final number. And that was like the biggest payday that the Selfish Challenge for ever had. For that challenge. Right? Yep, for yeah, that tournament. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. congratulations, guys, really. Truly. Thanks. You know, Yay. Yeah, Cheers. Definitely, definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, um, real quick, shameless plug here, because you mentioned the CV boat. I want to just say go to cvboats.com right now. Check out their shop, because I just designed an all-new line of apparel for CV. Right, that oh, nice. is up on their I site saw, right I saw now. the the image yep. on on Facebook. Yeah, so. so I designed a whole new line of apparel for CV that they're selling it as the Deep Collection online. So go to yeah, it's actually shop.cvboats.com. That's so. the thing that makes your podcast deal here the Connected by Water so legitimate is that, I mean, we're buddies, mm-hmm. and so many of the rest of and CV and with the relationship I've had with them now for what fifteen years. I mean, it's all connected by that beautiful blue ocean out there. Sometimes green and yeah, sometimes, sometimes dirty, <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes rough. Saltwater. Yeah, <laughs> frequently rough, man. What the frequently hell? rough? Yeah. So speaking of rough, all right, it was rough during this tournament. All right, so so let's take me through a little bit of the details for this tournament. I mean, obviously there was pretty fishing involved, and it was a two-day tournament. So 
Give me some of the details just to tell the story. Here Did we pre-fish? Uh, I think you guys went out a little bit. Uh, for an hour there, Thursday yeah, afternoon. Yeah, just to, to look at the water. Yep, just kind of looking right out front mm-hmm. there Thursday afternoon for a little bit. Uh, so Mike and I have been talking about it for a while, and we've talked about it for years now. It, and, and the discussion is constantly big boat, small boat. Who performs better in tournaments? And is it the people? Is it the boat? And and I think it's a lot of both. And, and Mike and I have discussed it a lot. I, I think he's – because the thing is, is we've had a lot of success on those extremely rough, extremely windy days on the center console. But any every time we do and you look at the leaderboard, everybody else is a big boat. Mm-hmm. So and and then we've we failed miserably on some of those horribly rough days, and failed miserably far fewer times on twenty knots or less wind. And the small boats and the small boat a forty foot boat is now a small boat, but it is right. And really, it's well. Weight. I mean, compared weight. to the to yeah. the, that big merit. I yeah, mean, well, I think it's weight. Yeah. I think I really believe it's weight more than it is size. And mm-hmm. you get weight with size. So, and, and how how much you're affected by thirty knots of wind, and yeah. even twenty five knots of wind. That's kind of my breaking point where. At the end of a 25-knot day, you're fatigued somewhat from being tossed around a bit, but you're really fatigued from sawing on that wheel and clutching and clutching and just trying to hold because there's a whole bunch of little tricks to try to get bit doing the kite fishing thing, and mm-hmm. and a lot of it has to do with what the boat's doing. And on, on those windier days, it's so, so exhausting just trying to present, Yeah. whereas it's not the same with the big boat. The big boat kind of sits. It, it, it handles it better. It matters on two-day tournaments, too. Big time that second day, like if it's really, really rough for two days in a row. I mean, yeah. y- you definitely feel physically better on a sport fish, you know, yeah. it, midway through that second day than you do on, on the, uh, on the center console. Without a doubt, yeah, without a doubt. But, I mean, when we get done with the tournament, the next day, I'm, I'm, dead. Yeah, I'm still tired. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but and and, you know, I think if you're doing it right, you should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, but yeah, yesterday I was just, you know, yeah, it's just well, you're just beat up. I mean, That's I tell, I, yeah, I tell my wife that, and I'm like, oh, I'm fishing a tournament this weekend. She's like, all right, see you Monday, because <laughs> she knows Sunday. It's like I'm not even going to be there. Yeah, stand up with a Bosu ball like this for eight hours. Yeah, yeah, staring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And for me, the oh, mental, man. yeah, the exhaustion of it. You know, people talk about how doctors and lawyers and whatever, and you know, mental workers are so physically or mentally and physically exhausted because of that meant that that's my moment of understanding that and at the end of a tournament because it's all tournaments really are to to me is good good and bad decisions and Mm -hmm. and then doing the things you know how to do to get bit but there's decisions between that that put you in the right place to get bit and and those are the the taxing the mentally taxing parts of it and it's all day long because the once you find a condition and and earn a situation that'll get you bit doesn't mean it's going to be that way for the whole day. It's all right. We're in it. Take advantage of it and grind. And we're going to put a video up at the end of this thing that exemplifies it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't stop grinding for right. half a second through the day. You can't. Well, I think it's like we just talked about yeah. this. Yeah, the show with you. You're on the key. 44 40, seconds left. 40, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> grind, baby. This we ain't just, over yet. Fishing. Just won the daily six fish lead in the tournament. The second place boat has eight fish. We have 44 seconds left, and we're kind of celebrating. And all you hear in the background is Art going, keep fishing. Keep. <laughs> so, so, so Jim Steele apparently looks at Jim DeMarco and says, I got 44 seconds. What do I do? And Jim's like, Jim DeMarco's like, I got a bait out. Just look busy. Yeah, just look busy. <laughs> The uh, you know, I said that he wanted to get the bite, he didn't want yeah, somebody else to have a bait yeah, out there because yeah, yeah, right. we were fish. Like, I mean, we, had, we, were, we were in some shit, yeah. mm-hmm. 
So you got um, did you you got seven fish on the second day? Yeah. Did you go seven for seven? Kinda, but no. Kind of a no. Yeah, I mean, in the middle of that melee at the end there. We were perfect until the very end there in that melee. And literally, like you said, there's less than five minutes left in the tournament. Yeah. You need two. Get the two. Well, right? we got bit on the left long. It mowed down the left middle and short because the thing went offshore and the kite was sagging. We mm-hmm. were fishing cat fives all day long, and they were acting funky. It was, it was like really one of those hard. days when it was really kite was really low. Well, it was flying great, and then all of a sudden, it, it's still blowing 30-plus knots, and the damn thing decides, eh, I'm going to lay over here a little lower, and it was maybe 25 feet off the water. Yeah. So when that fi- fish went offshore, we couldn't lift those two baits, and, and we knew how important it was, so just mow those two down, and let's get after that one. And then as I'm moving on that fish, an, a, another couple show up on the right long, right middle. Well, we hadn't seen a multiple all day, so mm-hmm. while you're always expecting and hoping, I don't think the mental side of us was there for that. It was, let's get this one, and then work to get another one and they showed up and some weird shit went down there as we were twisted up so it was hard to come tight on them and they both spit before we really got tight on them and and as they're coming back there's fish chasing them and another one shows up on the right short as we're just getting the release on this one so it, it, it all worked out yeah but we're down two baits at that point so we got two spinners that can go in and that's all i'm thinking is <laughs> And we'd had some kings airing out some jumbo kings and 200 plus foot of water. So, I mean, it was, this is why was you some win, stuff Art. going this down. This is why you win. But, well, but, was, but for yeah. two hours before that, you know, it was I mean, it was, it was rough. And we were, we had, we had, you know, it wasn't a rigging failure. It was just, you know, when you're fishing in that kind of weather, stuff breaks. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we worked through a pretty hard hour and a half of just, oh, yeah. I mean, um, and I, I laugh when Art says all star cast of fishermen because, I mean, most of the guys on our boat are business owners. Like we're not, mm-hmm. you know, we're not like out there fishing. Yeah. We're, we're not, you know, we don't fish it five days a week. So, but yeah. I think that but does it's help three us. Years in. It's yeah, three years in. in. Now but, but, it's but a tight knit group though. I, I yeah. think it helps us There's though because, chemistry. because we're, we're, um, you know, when you, because we're business owners, we're maybe used to like being kind of in control of our emotions and working through things. So mm-hmm. I would say as a group, we don't get, discouraged um yeah. when stuff goes down we just work through it and so you know what maybe what we lack in fishing talent not him but like me um maybe we make up in just grit yeah <laughs> I mean, you know well i mean that angling in itself i think is is a level-headed discipline you know really with with you know listening to yourself listening to the fish you know what i mean trying to stay like just focused and not too emotional i think yeah. you know th- i think that's really the the biggest trick to angling Staying calm. Staying staying calm, calm. staying calm, staying smart. Thinking your way through anything that comes up. Stuff's going to come up. Lots of stuff's going to come up. I think we, I mean, you know, art tolerates us. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy us. I I choose this group. I mean, obviously, there's opportunities out there, and this is where I want to be. The people I want to be here with. Let's go back to day one. Please. Tell me how it all started. You the early bite? You didn't get the early bite. Right? Didn't Negative. We, we, we got uh, the early bite, right? <laughs> that was a fun. Yeah. The first fish was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was exciting. <laughs> so we, we'd we heard about, we didn't make it up there. And we'd been, we, I, I, my fallback area there, This when the fish haven't really started moving, is generally Lake Worth Pier through the pines or something in there. Mm-hmm. There's, there's tons of good bottom and there's tons of life. And you're going to find something to fish to in there that will give you hope. And we had a little bit of current in that area, so and the water was decent. In there, so that's where we started. Was there off of Marlago? <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, and and that's where we'd won the the uh, Cove tournament two weeks before. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's a it's a good area to start in. Lots of life in there generally. And 
shortly after lines in, Bernard sees a flopper in shore. So we lift everything in the air and blaze in there to 50 foot of water. We were sitting in like 95 feet of water at the time. It had been a relatively shallow situation there. Blaze in there and can't make something happen, which I really expected to because when we got there, there was a little bit of a break and it looked like we should have been able to get in front of that fish and it did whatever it did. So Maybe. you pushed in to get them? Oh, you pick the baits up in the air and you haul ass. No, I mean, to like, to like what, 100? No, we pushed into 50 foot of water. 50 foot. Yeah, we were in okay. 90 foot of water, okay. 95 foot of water. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we 25 knots, kites in the air, they they handle it. You're quartering it anyway, so you're not like you're pulling any harder on them. And dumped them and it didn't work. Well, I kind of start creeping back offshore and Michael Jordan's boat hooks a triple. Yo, Breezy. Yo, Breezy. <laughs> <laughs> About three quarter, quarters of a mile or so north of us and a boat that, what's crazy is just as we pulled in, a boat that we just left gets bit and they catch one there. Stan, the boat Stan was running there, tar baby. Tar baby, yeah. And, oh, damn, all right, we were, maybe we pulled away from something there, but we seen one here, so we got to try it, right? And then he, for some reason, jumps north, which is... Stanley did? Yeah, which is not a traditional move unless he saw that, you know, other fish with it or something that were going north, which would be odd. But perhaps he did or whatever. He jumps north and ends up just south of of Michael Jordan there, catch 23. Catch 23 hooks a triple. Stan hooks a fish that goes blazing in shore. And uh, the roofers are a little deeper there. Advanced roofing boat there was a little deeper in their Viking. And we were still way up in there shallow. So I work offshore. And basically, the roofers had, were a little bit north of us. And they pulled in shore of us. And I kind of laid my right kite just inside their left kite. And their left kite gets bitten. And our right kite gets bit on, on a single each. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was. It was. So you guys a, hit the same wolf pack, probably. It was a progression of fish. It was yeah. very clear. I mean, the way it worked down, yeah. and, and then it died after us. There wasn't another boat south of us that got bit. So I don't know if that was the group or, or if, you know, whatever that shut the such fish down. Sailfishing. There's yeah. patterns to tournament sailfishing. Such a chess game, man. Oh yeah, it really is. It yeah. really, really is. If, any, any, if anyone knows or has fished enough tournaments, we can clearly understand that it's oh, such yeah. a chess game. Oh yeah. It, it was cool about it too, though, is they you know, the fish crossed, their fish went inshore, and ours went offshore, and we're, you know the boats are staggered like that. So the, the kites basically just f- scraped right across each other, and somehow <laughs> didn't make a giant mess. But that's that's kind of part it's of because you fun. both know what you're what you're doing, right? You right. know what I mean? You got you, you yeah. were, that was with Stanley. No, that was with with the roofers. Oh well, the, even though yeah. the, yep. them especially too. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. Yep. Yep, yep, it was good stuff. So that's yep. early bite on that. That was your early bite. That's the one bite. The one bite. The before one bite noon. we had before noon. Yeah, and and you know it was it had it was pretty packed up in there. So I wasn't feeling really good about it, and and I wasn't seeing anybody else getting bit for a little while there. So I felt like we had to make a move, and then there'd, there'd really been nothing going on the ledge to the north. But I heard from Breezy was on a boat, and he'd talked to uh, who was it? John, John on, on the yep. um, on the, the Singularis there. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Johnny, that's the boat I was supposed to fish on. Yeah. He'd had a couple of bites up there, and Bernard's son had had a couple of bites up there and caught one out of two or something. And, and not that that's a lot, but it was something. Something. Yep. And there weren't too many boats up there at the time, so figured I'd kind of start working that way. It's hard southerly wind, so running north was easy. And we, there's a really good section of bottom, just south of Juno Pier, out there in 150. Real good break in the bottom, and I figured, well, nobody here. We might as well get mm-hmm. a look at it. Saw bait getting up all over the place, and it looked amazing. And, I mean, just no love at all. No love at all. No, we fished there from, like, 11 to 12, and had heard a couple more fish were seen up there by those guys around Jupiter. So, well, it 
know that area pretty well too. I, we get up there basically straight in front of Jupiter that we were fishing from. The, so you ran even further north. Right. Only another five miles from Still. where we were. But, yeah, we bumped it to You didn't north. go to Boynton is no. my point. You no, know, no, yeah, you didn't. No. Yeah. yeah. That wasn't an option. It just wasn't happening right. down there for some reason. And we basically just started zigzagging around and changing depths, trying to find a to find a bite, kind of pulling on the bait a little bit and got a little pattern going. And we were able to go basically almost six for six there. Mm-hmm. With the, uh, some little funny things that happened that so worked you, out. So you spent the rest of the day there? Exactly. Okay. Or five for five, six for six on the right. day. Yeah. We, it was crazy. We had a fish show up on the on a long bait, and it got the bait off, plucked the bait off or whatever, and didn't work out. And then he showed up on the right short, and I felt like maybe I saw a second one there, but I wasn't sure. And I watched it T-bone. It, Mike Calabrese was on the rod at T-bone it, and then watched it suck it down as it was vanishing off into the depths. And he goes to come tight, comes out of the clip, and here comes a bait. Mm-hmm. What the hell? The bait rod didn't even load up or anything. Anything spit? Well, he's hot on it still, coming right back at us and lit up like a trolling fish. Really he's gorgeous. So he stops. Well, the bait squished. It's stone dead. You can see the fish kind of loops around, it, confused. And our one of our guys he free spooled it. Yeah, he just stopped and yeah, hoping that it'll come back and go ahead and right. eat the dead bait. It didn't, but it kind of fades off, goes to go south. And one of our guys was quick to get up to the bow and pitch a spinner. It hits the water and kaboom. Speaks to the, this is speaks to the, to team. the team. I'm telling you, right exactly. there, it, it all star team move yeah. right there. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah, and that's I mean the, the thing that like I will tell you, being an angler on the boat, because um, you know all the captains talk, but like we just we're in the we're in the we're on the deck. Art puts us somewhere. We put the baits out, and we believe it's the best place in the world to be. Yeah, no matter what. So this segues me into what I wanted to ask you, right? So I'd be a fool not to take this opportunity of having you in the room right now, yeah. okay, um, and asking you because this guy comes on the show all the time. He does most of the talking when yeah, he's yeah. here, right, and and everybody loves it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I love it when he does because it's just everyone just gets enamored when he talks, right, because it's just a, you stop because you're just a wealth of knowledge. You really are, right? You, you've, at this point, even right, in your life, good. no, 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 at this point in your life, you've forgotten about fishing like more than most people know or however that phrase goes, right? So you guys have been together for a while now. Five years? Right. Every bit of. Yeah, so, six maybe. I don't know, a while. So can you give me a little bit of art love here? Because I, I want really people to understand clearly because they just hear me saying it all the time on the show. But what's it like having, like, this guy, you know, run, run this boat? Why not do that when I'm not around? No, I'm going to have well, you no, do I, I'm going to put I, you on the spot. I think I think that's that's part of, you know, um, you know, the guy is 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 – you know, uh, in, in a very nice way, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for sure. And 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 our, you know, my job is is kind of like you know, um, the loose uh, background organizer, I guess you would call me. Like our job as a team is to do everything that we can in our power so that he feels confident, so that he can just go do what he's good at. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and because if he can do that then he'll overcome our weaknesses <laughs> right and collectively that that makes it work and 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 when he's you know when he when his head is clear and he can focus on taking us a play taking us to a place and knowing that we're going to put those baits out and and have con- I mean we have 100% confidence like I have 100% confidence when I go fishing with art mm-hmm. that wherever we go it's the ble- best place for me to be and if somebody's five miles away and they catch more fish, I don't it, it, like that's not like like we don't have those turmoils on our boat. We we know when we put the kites out, 
in our minds that we're in the best place that we could be positioned to win a tournament. Mm-hmm. And we have 100% confidence in the bait, in the tackle, in the captain. And we just hope he has like 60% confidence in his anglers. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, wouldn't be there if I wasn't perfectly content but, with but, my people. But that's, I mean, that's, that's like an important part of probably the dynamic of our team is that like, I mean, we really don't have the drama or, you know, it's just like art is, yeah. it, it, it's well, like, he's cool headed. Yeah, I think then and, and that trickles down, I think, to the rest of everybody for sure. When the captain and, is and when the boat like that. leaves the inlet, it's art. Like even on the island rover, when the boat leaves the inlet, it's art's boat. It's not my, you know, the island, it's because he's there to do what I own the boat to do, and that's mm-hmm. to go catch fish. Yep. Um, and I, I think that's just part of you know fishing with art. I mean, he he just makes you a better fisherman. Um, I mean, I'm better today than I was five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um. And we actually, we have, I mean, even when we don't win, we have fun. That's crucial. Yeah. The camaraderie, dude. That's that's what this game's about. And, the, you know, that especially even with the, we were talking, we were at the award ceremony the other day, and we are talking about, oh, that's so-and-so. Damn, he's a good dude. And, and you come to realize that 90% of the people that you're fishing against and with and everything are really good people. And, again, connected yeah. by water. This yep. is a great group of human beings doing this stuff. Yep. That's it. I mean, we have literally based our entire company on that notion right there, yep. that it's all about community. It's all about our fishing community, and it's all about that network of just making that decision. Hey, That's probably been our – yeah. 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 Flawed human beings, but great we got, human We got a celebrity oh, walking in the door. <laughs> He's here. <laughs> Welcome, sir. We have a seat set aside for you. Entering the room is Native Sun team oh, member Bernard Paulus, right? <laughs> Were you playing golf? Are you just coming off the golf course? No, no, no. You're an animal. We have the, the sophisticated member of the throw team. Throw your helmet on. You're all set. How does this work? Just throw your helmet on and then put this down. Lower the thing and there say hello. Oh, like being on the airplane. There you go. You ready? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Nice yeah. to be here. So um, he caught one of the, the uh, winning daily fish on. He did. Yeah. On the first two, one. Right? He did. And, and, and it was, was an interesting one, too. I was in here. Right on the computer because I was working on Saturday because we're trying to get the store open. Good for right? you. But I got the live scoring up, you know what I mean? And I'm like, ah. it was six, two, two, six, and there was a five right there, and it was native son of five. And I'm like, I kept refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. And then Liz was talking to me about something, talking for like a half an hour. And I hit F5 again to refresh, and I see Bernard Paul has got a fish to get it, get it to six. I was like, they're in it. They're in it. They're doing their thing. So that was, that was crazy. Tell me about that fish. Best as I can tell, I was standing next to Rob, and there's like, what, 15 minutes to go? Mm-hmm. And I look at Rob, Not and I'm even. like... No, 10, 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I, yeah. Whatever it was, I was like, we need a double. One yeah. of twin powers activate. <laughs> 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 and he looks out, and he goes, I think there's a fish on you. <laughs> and there was weed on my bait. Really? Yes. And Art's like, dump it. So I dump it, got you know big old weight on there, mm-hmm. dropped it, Gog swims out, piles on it. And he immediately starts jumping and then, you know, off to the races, mm-hmm. doing doing my thing, which is listening to exactly what Art says to do. Right. <laughs> and we're backing down on this fish, and all of a sudden you hear, there's another one, and it kind of faded off. So just as we released my fish, we thought we had one on, wasn't there, and then like maybe 10 seconds later, they're there on the middle, on the short, it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. 
And sure enough, Jim Steele comes tight, and the old man just so it was Jimmy that got the last one. Yeah, Jim Steele. Oh, nice. That was the big dollar one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Nice. So that was the story you told me about that with the one that they pitched out. No, that was the day before. Oh, that was the day before. No, that was a right short kite bait. Jim Steele's on the gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, this is like buzzer. End of the day, day two. Yeah. I, I can't believe this is happening. 3.58. <laughs> like, this is why we do it. I yep. mean, like, and, and it's funny because three, two years ago, the yep. same thing happened. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But for the win of the tournament. <laughs> for the, the win, tournament for the win of the tournament. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, That's and it was great. me and Bernard. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, like, even though I was here watching, like, I felt that moment, not like you guys did, but I understood what you guys were going through. Like at yeah. that at that point, I was like, no, no, no way. Yeah, they yeah. they they experienced the elation. I wasn't finished yet. Forty four yeah. seconds. Yeah, he, he had forty four <laughs> seconds sufficient left. In my mind, like I said, the grind doesn't stop until the the, the time I recognized it the most was I was down there in Key West with Bar South, and I and there were some more things that happened Saturday there that made it a little better understanding. Was the instant fatigue that hit at lines out because it was tighter. Yeah. On that one. I mean, it was there was a boat right next to me that I'd just seen missed one that they catch that one and they went. And we just missed two and whatever. And the fatigue hit so hard, I almost couldn't get out of the tower that day. Because mm-hmm. it was the grind was so hard. Just what's it going to take to get one more bite? And and I'm, and I, that was when I really started to realize I'm getting older and the mental aspect of this is so much more exhausting than the physical aspect of it. Physical, yeah. I can handle that shit. Beat me up, I'm fine. Right. Done that my whole life, but the mental aspect, and I think part of that comes with getting better at it and, and learning how to to continue the thought process and, and, and having more thoughts added to it as you get older and see more and experience more. So... That, that's why that last 44 seconds, no, I'm not finished yet, guys. <laughs> they, they had said lines out, then... I mean, I was fishing right. my dead gog like a yeah. You were a like a pro. <laughs> Look busy. Look busy. Look busy. You got to. What else can well, you do? Th- get the leader touch. Yeah. And I tackle Jim from one direction. Mike tackles mm-hmm. him from I the other direction. Well, the the he showed me. John, you got to roll that video. Right. He showed me that video. Yeah. Uh, listen, just I before the, the podcast, was that was happy. hilarious. And then you hear oh. Hart yelling. Oh, one more second. <laughs> Keep fishing. Yeah. Keep fishing. That's our new ringtone. That's our new ringtone for Hart. So. What are you three for six on the island we're over right no, now? No, no, no. So, so, so we're 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 two for two, okay. Um, but we're three for six on the season. Well, so on we're, the season, we're okay. one and a half, one and a half. So, yeah, we won the Hopetown tournament mm-hmm. on the CV. Yep. We won the Cove tournament on the Island Rover, and then we won the Challenge on both. Right. So we're 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 three. I mean, like like one. Okay. Like so first place. Where, where did you, you guys placed pretty well in the others, though. And I know I know if he says this whole, if you're not first, you're last kind of thing. No, well, it matters right? for points. Yeah, so. we were seventh. I know it matters for points. Seventh, seventh, seventh. In, in operation, right. and then the derby, I don't Sucked. know. Yeah, we, we didn't have a good derby. Yeah, that was a bad tournament for you. Yeah. 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 But we're yeah by, and by, I blame that on the points. fish. We're up by two points now. Yeah. Up by two points it on was, the it jacket right now? It was time for us to have a bad yeah. derby, though. They were getting sick yeah. of us up there. <laughs> what I was going to say earlier when you were talking about, you know, oh, even if, like, the, all the fish are getting caught five miles away, it, it's even fine. You know what I mean? Even that happens. But, but I always say that's the fish's fault. It's not Art's. <laughs> the fish did something wrong that day. Well, I mean, Art. Bernard can speak to that. Bernard Bernard runs his own boat. He fishes. I mean, he's, he's he, he can, you know, talk. You can ask him the same question. Thoughts there, Mr. Bernard? I tell you, it's... People make way too much out of 
what boat you're on. It's all about what team you've got. Correct. It is all about the team gelling, everybody doing what they're supposed to do, and understanding you've got a quarterback who calls plays, mm -hmm. period. You're a wide receiver. You don't question the play your quarterback calls. You don't understand. You're, you're, you're understanding what your, your D-back is doing, but the quarterback sees the whole field, right? So, you know, Art's our quarterback. He calls the plays. We execute. He's got a team full of guys that are incredibly passionate and interested in doing this. Everybody's there. You know, I would say on 98% of the time, they're on. Mm -hmm. there, there's 2% of the time where, you you know, you got to grab a bite to eat or whatever. But the, 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 the team is so passionate and so interested in being there and so dialed in on what they do. And mm -hmm. by, by limiting what everybody's responsible for, they can be great at it. And, right. And it works. It's, it's like everything else that requires teamwork. I think that speaks to what you're talking about with being the business owner aspect of it, you know, building teams and working teams and understand yeah. strength and weaknesses and all that kind of dynamic. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're a team sure. of, for the most part, type A personalities. Right. Oh, for sure. But, you know, we understand our place out right. there on the boat. And it's not, you know, it's not like, like, I none of us would ever look up at the tower and say, hey, Art, let's go over there. Mm -hmm. I mean. Like I can't even imagine doing that. Like, I, like I don't know. I, I hear stories and, and I'm like, I, I, I like that would for, be like clutches pearls moment. Like, <gasps> like you said that. First art. of all, if what? I did that, he'd probably throw <laughs> one of his yellow bottles at me. <laughs> <laughs> and and, but like I mean, it's not even like on the. It's not even on the radar. Like, it, your 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 brain is just do your job, right? We have the right captain, the, the right guy driving the boat. I've got the right guy to my right and the right guy to my left. I've got my bait to be in control of. And if I get bit, it's good. Mm -hmm. But if he gets bit, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure he catches that fish. Yeah, and that's it. And like, maybe get bit too. And 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 keep fishing. Like we're not we're not surprised when we catch a fish. I mean, I, we 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 want to catch like seven fish every time. Yeah. You know, we've never had seven or whatever we call yeah. that thing. <laughs> but, but, but something but, template. Yeah, but but I mean, we are always trying to continue fishing and and like if we're on a fish we're always like you know we're, we're, let's get another bite let's get another bite let's mm -hmm. you know yeah, so, so let so me bring a focus here real quick no, go, ahead, go ahead well i would say the, to have the focus to focus the only fish i see caught typically is mm -hmm. the fish that i'm catching right if mike's fighting a fish i'm not looking at mike i'm not looking at mike's fish i'm looking at my bait yeah because something be. else is going to come up you don't want the you don't want to be the guy who misses you don't mm -hmm. want to be that guy being that guy is not good. Right. And the fact that every single angler on our boat has the confidence in the person who's fighting a fish, no need to give any coaching, no need to give any tips, no need to get involved. Just It just speaks to how confident we are in each other. And confidence is everything in this sport. Everything. Yep. Yep. Confidence yeah. in your boat, confidence in your tackle, in your knots, in your in the quality of your baits, and in the and then the guys standing around you. It's it's it makes the team so much better. Nice. And if you miss a fish there's nobody that hates missing a fish more than, I mean, it's fishing. The it guy happens. that missed the fish. Yeah, it's it, yeah. It, it just and, and like you're, except Art, maybe Art might. No, hate I it think more. I think you. I I think we hate it more than even he does because yeah. because we know what's it's it's pride, mm -hmm. you know. Like well, we want to be good. Yeah, well, that's right. part of the mental process too. Is am I going to get stuck on that one? How am yeah. I going to get bit again? How about yeah. I try to figure out if that one didn't feel the sting? Try to get him to bite again, and then we'll go get another one after that. No, there's no. There's no ill will to a missed fish. There's no reason to. Absolutely. Now, so, I lose a little bit of composure when I see a bait get chucked over, like when the kites are going out, and it's going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. But because it's primarily because of excitement and trying to hustle stuff out. But watching a bait get chucked over a, a line that whatever it's hard to describe in kite fishing, you know the main line, whatever. And you'll chuck mm-hmm. a bait, and now you're wrapped, and everything's got to right. come back down and get right. That the kind resets of resets and everything like unnecessary resets. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a, a meditation moment. Take a breath. All right, back in the game. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. That's, and, that's, that's, that's the pr- that's the price of him dealing with lesser beings. No, it's, it happens. <laughs> I don't, it happens to professional mates. They all do it. I mean, it, it yeah, happens. I'm just, just I'm just giving yeah. you a hard time. <laughs> I want to focus on the All Star team real quick. Okay. Please. Um, because and I'm going to preface this in a way where you're probably going to shake your head and tell me to screw off. Okay. But if you look at the Native Sun Fishing Team, okay, in all its glory, and I will say it like that, is I will make the comparison, right, that you guys are the Tom Brady of fishing teams. Hear me out. All right. You're never out. You're always in the game. When you smell blood, when you're within a few fish, and you're looking at the leaderboard, that's the one team you're looking at that says they got the chance in this over any other team in the fleet. And that's the truth, right? The reason is, is there's a consistency model there, and it's been proven, all right? So I'm going to go out on a And also, if there's going to be teams out there that says, no, we're the whatever, like that, well, Tom Brady got doubted a lot, too, in his career, right? And this goes to... Don't have the jackets. So listen... (laughs) Yeah, we don't have... (laughs) So here's the thing, though. You do have the consistency, okay? Who's Who's got the jackets? Right. It's the best that's ever done it in John okay. Louis. All right, John Louis. Okay. And and a guy that's barking at anybody and everybody's door that's ever been okay. good at this game. All right. And no disrespect to John Louis, but he maybe I'm going to call him the Joe Montana. All right. You guys are the Tom Brady. All right. <laughs> he is older. All right. So <laughs> let let's bring it home on that comment. So let's focus on the team and let's explain to this why. All right. So you got three here at the table. Yeah. All right. And we're all talking. All right. But you got others on the team, and I want to focus on them because this is a team victory, like we said earlier. Sure. So I don't want to leave those guys out in this conversation. All right, so let's talk with Jim Steele. Levity is what he brings to the boat at the absolute most. Uh, a mental wit that, I mean, there, like, there's five extraordinarily successful businessmen on the boat that are clearly very intelligent people. The mental wit that that cat's got is just ridiculous. And he, his numbers are good. Mm-hmm. He catches most of what he sees. Yeah, that's good. And if he needs someone yeah. to drive the boat, he could do it. Well, and he's also the guy that, you know, <laughs> his favorite, one of the first things that Jim told me when I started fishing with these guys is, he's like, there are literally hundreds of dollars on the line here. <laughs> like, and he'll say that, you know, that's one of his, like, little... You on know, the small like, tournaments. Yeah. And then on the big tournaments, there's literally thousands of dollars on the line here. He, yeah. That's how he... Yeah, so, like, I mean, like, but he does it in a way to, like, look, it's fishing. Mm-hmm. It's fishing. If we fish well and we win, that's fine. But it's 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 not, you know, you can take yourself too seriously. Yeah. I mean, I think I did that a couple of years ago. I got to the point that I was, like, taking myself too seriously and taking it too seriously. And and, um, and Jim is just, you know, he, he just brings a... a He's just got a good personality. Brings he brings a, a I don't know what Jim brings. I don't know if there's a word for that. Maybe there's a German uh, word. For I, that. Think that, <laughs> I think I think you know. I'm gonna take a timeout because I just realized one horribly epic thing. 
You haven't you poured like me a drink? rum yet? Yes, exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> did we just realize that at the same time? I realized it the second I, I heard the, I heard the ice. Try not to be second. rude. No. You know, oh, my God. You should be rude. Just, I'm Dennis. You just say it to me. Where's my drink? All right, so I'm going to make a rum. You want, you want you... a Coke? You just want rum on ice? I'll, no, it's it's I'll, right here I'll have a little sipping rum. Okay. You want ice or no? Sure. So another thing about Jim is that the fact that I mean, he's responsible for these huge pulling these huge multi-million dollar vessels i mean if anyone's got a level head out there it's got to be that guy yeah, right i mean so he uh he looked at me this weekend and we were talking and came up with an idea and he looked at me and goes well that's not just a hat rack up there is it <laughs> <laughs> but that's what i'm saying the levity, the levity is. he's great yep. he yeah. calls me dad does he know? <laughs> yeah. I have, a, I have a great picture of those two, but I'm probably not going to show One of my employees yes, calls me that, too. absolutely are. <laughs> Did you see the previous picture that's been all over the internet between Jim? We got second place in this tournament 100 years ago, and he and Keith your little light there. had a picture go out on the internet that would make that one look uh, the, uh, PG. Yeah, the um, the funny, you know, if we had a great Jim Steele moment on this show. He still has yet to come on the show, which we were trying to make that happen one of these days. But uh, we were telling a Jim Steele story, and he called him while we were telling the story. <laughs> so we picked up the phone, we patched him in, and he uh, we let All him right. finish telling the story, which is a, it was a funny moment. So another guy in the team, let's talk about Steve Doherty. Yeah. Y'all want to start this one? I started the last one. Go ahead. I started the last one. You start Steve. Well, you know, talk about a guy who is exposed to every aspect of tournament fishing. Mm -hmm. You know, covers it, photographs it. He's seen the best. He's seen the worst. Um, and talk about ice cold blood, man. That guy just, he doesn't get rattled. I, I, somebody said in one of our text group text messages today that, you know, here's, here's a guy right in the middle of everything has the, 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 the thought process of, oh, I don't have a rod in my hand right now. Let me grab my camera and take some awesome photos. Mm -hmm. And he does. He takes yeah. the most brilliant, incredible photos. Yeah, he's, photos he's incredibly no talented. No training. No, he's incredibly talented. But he, really he, 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 he just loves i mean like everybody on our team i mean steve just loves doing it i mean he loves being out there i mean he loves getting on the boat in the morning and the ride out and putting the baits out and the the banter that goes on the cockpit that you know art has to listen to all day long I mean, he's entertained the uh <laughs> and and steve is just he's he's another one of those guys that like if i'm bit mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about what he's doing. Like, we communicate. We talk when we catch a fish. But, I mean, Steve's the guy. And if he gets bit, like, I know he's going to catch the fish. Like, it's it's just he's just one of those guys that you just have confidence in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he's fun. And he's, yeah, like he's just Steve. fun, he's fun guy to be around. Yeah. And, and yeah, but I've been fishing with Steve for a long, long time, aside from his little hiatus <laughs> right. he had there. But, but well, uh, well, when he was repairing his spleen. Well, that's what we'll call it. We'll call yeah, it. We'll call it that. Spleen repairing time. Spleen, spleen repairing time. Yeah. Um, and, uh, let's I talk. I love having him on the boat, though. Let's yeah. put a focus on a guy that's extremely close with you, because he's probably just the one that fishes with you the most on the daily. That's Jimmy Demarco. Oh yeah. Fonzie. Fonzie. Fonza noon, right? Or Fonza loon? What is Fonza it? Fonza noon. Is yeah. it noon? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not actually a Fonza noon. Yeah. But between he and Skip, they like to mess yeah. with each other and. Yep. So Jimmy joined me in 2002, and <laughs> it's crazy. So my, I bought a house here in Pompano right across the street from the Buns, Jamie's dad. Mm -hmm. And and at that point, I was commercial fisherman and, and recreational fisherman and really didn't 
had have any interest in tournament fishing. We talked me into fishing one. Loved it. So all right, well, I'm gonna do this. I got to put a crew together. Well, my neighbor two houses down, snook fishermen and whatever all, but really didn't have any offshore experience to speak of. So all right, I'll take that. And obviously my father and and a guy that I grew up with in Brandon. But we needed more bodies. And I, the guy Brad there, we trained him up. And I asked Brad, do you know anybody? He joined us in 2001 that might fit us here. And he said, well, Jimmy, he's prone to seasick, but he's pure fish. And we snook fished all over the place. I think he'd be the guy. And 2002, the rodeo was first time we ever fished. Or sorry, 2000. Yeah, 2002 or three, three, sorry, 2003. We won it and proceeded to win four more in a row after that. Five in a row straight. First five tournaments Jimmy ever fished in his life, we won. So, you know, okay, well, <laughs> lucky little kitty. Yeah. There might be something to this guy. <laughs> and at the time, he was all he did was tie knots and keep rods rigged and mm-hmm. and and uh, occasionally to have a spinning rod in his hand or something. And then he's progressed now. Still got a spinning rod in his hand at sailfish tournaments, but, I mean, I hardly do anything without him. Yeah. He's, he's my guy. Yeah. And he, he's great because no matter what you do at the boat, he knows what to do. No, needs zero direction, doesn't need to be told anything, knows what questions to ask. And if you're going to have a guy on a spinning rod, there's, I mean, I've never seen anybody better. And and he is just, he's magic with that thing. He knows how to feed him. He knows when to come tight. Uh, He he knows 10% of the way through. Yeah, and he knows exactly, he knows exactly what he's fighting 90% of the time. He'll he'll tell Mm -hmm. you right off the bat. It's, it's impressive. He's, you know. Like in, in 30 years when I'm sitting around, you know, telling stories about when I used to be able to stand up all day and fish, and <laughs> like our Uber driver on the way home from Palm Beach. Like our Uber driver. You know, I'm going to look back and say, yeah, I fished, you know, with Art Sapp and with Jim DeMarco, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they're, they're, that, they're those guys. Dynamic duo. You know, um, and, and that's, that's, you know, that's how I feel about Jimmy. I mean, I feel like, you know, just like I feel – about art i mean i'm fishing with 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 legacy guys that guys are that are you know that influential in the sport and you know i get to be a part of it so another guy you guys recently added to the team right who is an amazing fisherman right um but he hadn't always fished with native somebody does now or at least at the moment mm-hmm. um is yo breezy yo breezy, yo breezy. Calibers, <laughs> right <laughs> So um, that is, I think I see that as a huge addition to the team. Um, just a really great guy, knows what he's doing, um, plenty of experience in the water, plenty of experience tournament fishing, um, and he used to fish with um, number twenty-three there for yep. a while yeah. as well. Um, talk a little bit about Mike Calabrese. I think to talk about Mike, we got to talk about Chris, because that's kind of the replacement, right? Yeah. And we 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 don't need to go through the team without talking about Chris, because Chris. Chris Who happened to be there this weekend. Yeah, he happened to be there this weekend. Oh, damn, so, so that was close. Yes, it was. That was yeah. super close. Look at John. John's <laughs> over there. Like, freaking, uh, he's like, wait a minute. That was almost really, really, really it. bad. <laughs> so Chris Niskern, uh, his his dad and uncle, mm-hmm. I think, on KMC Marine. So Chris, I met Chris when he was tying up boats at Houston's, mm-hmm. and I was fishing before I was fishing with Art, and we had somebody that couldn't come fishing with us. And he was, like, paying attention to the boats and, like, seemed like a good kid. I don't know. He's probably 19 at the time. And I said, hey, you know how to fish? And he said, yeah. I said, well, be at my house at 5 o'clock in the morning. We're going fishing. Like, that's how I met Chris. And he came and got on the boat, and uh, we fished on my, my little CV. And, I mean, it was rough, and he got drenched and just level-headed. So when I started fishing with Art, I was like, Art, I got this this guy 
young guy. He's in college. He's you know he's a good guy. I really would like to bring him along, and Art obliged. <laughs> and Chris, you know, started working with them, rigging and bait fishing, and doing all this stuff, and really became you know a great p- member of the team. But then he graduated from college, so I hired him in my business in Virginia and moved him away to the Colt. Mm-hmm. So we kind of lost him because you know at some point you got to go have a career. You got to make decisions, yeah. And uh, and so you know, but Chris Chris was you know he was with us. It was pretty special that he came down for all of us that he came down was on the boat for this weekend mm-hmm, for um, sure. So Chris was gone, and we needed kind of another another one of those guys to you know be on the team that's that's you know not distracted with all the distractions of the business owner guys. And that's so we kind of talked to Mike and. You know, worked it out, and he's been with us since. Uh, I guess what he do? The, what was the first tournament? The Hope Town. Hope Town, yeah. Hope Town. So, so, yeah, so first, he's, he's first one out of the gate. We won. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's uh, he's three out of six with us. So. Yeah, he's three out of six. So. Nice. But he's he he's three out of five with us because he didn't fish the dust them off. Oh, that's right. Did he not? No. Oh. So yeah, the uh, dust them off would have been before the Hope Town, right? Yeah. So yeah. um, so that's my that that's my my spin on Chris and and Calories. Yep, for sure. For cool. Sure. That cool. And, and we've got aspirations to be a little more involved in the trolling stuff here in the near future, which the northern certainly fishing. got north and in the Bahamas. And, yeah. And, yeah. And he's certainly got a ton of experience there as well. But yeah. Nice. He's nice. got great he eyes. Can, yeah. He sees very well. Yeah. He sees in the water very well. And that's a special gift that not many people on the water have. Yeah. You know, and like Art sees extraordinarily well. I mean, you know, kind of you. You told me one story one time about you and uh, John Dudas being in the tower. Yeah, that was fun. And uh, you know, actually, it was me, Louie, and uh, Joe Turner on on the oh, edge with boat Joe down too? in Key West. Yep, the three of us crammed in that tower, that that edge boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was fun. That yeah. was fun. We were dolphin fishing down there. Are you fish with the edge in the tournament? No, no, we were just down there. It was during that Wild Bills thing. We were all oh, all okay, of us were down playing. Oh, yeah. And we got into a competition in the tower. Sun was setting down there in Key West, so it's obviously behind us. We're headed east into a little bit of a head sea hunting mahis on the surface. Mm-hmm. And and the game got to who could see it first, and it literally got to where it, 500 yards. <laughs> it got stretched out so far hunting fish that it'd take a minute and a half to get to them before we started casting. Between the three of us, how far can we get? How soon can we see them? Because if I find him at 100 yards, these perks are going to see him before me. So I quit hunting close, and I'm hunting. And so, obviously, they were doing the same thing. Right. And the crazy thing is, is we're doing the stuff. And, and Jeff, for, that was running the advanced roofing team mm-hmm. at the time, Jeff Scott, say, hey, assholes. <laughs> Kobe <laughs> right here. right here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally right under the left. There's a Kobe right here. We're, we're hunting so far out there. <laughs> And, and and we all three of us not that thing popped up right there. He didn't get by us. There's no way. I, I have literally spent thousands of dollars in prescription sunglasses since then trying to get better focus. Yeah, that, that's see. that's something I need to solve is the whole prescription sunglasses. Well, thing. and then I've come to realize it's really not about seeing well, it's about knowing no, what you're seeing. Noting, yeah. yeah, noticing. You know, what no, is it's noticing a change, the slightest little bit of movement. Because the ocean's doing its movement and it's it's actually very rhythmic and, and musicians would probably see it better than Mm-hmm. than anybody because it's all rhythmic it's there's a rhythm to it and then all of a sudden more ripple changes well yeah the ocean didn't change that ripple on its own something did it and so you're not you're not really feeding you're never seeing the whole fish you're you're seeing a piece of something and, and it something registers in there that says yep that's what it was and it's crazy you'll see that much fin and yeah that was a dolphin 
Yeah. Nope. That was a sailfish fin or a, like fishing on the I flats. I just saw a mola thing. mola. Yeah. Like you don't necessarily see the fish, you yeah. just see the change. The, yeah. the first Anytime. real fishing yeah. trip I did with my Calabrese was in Chub Key seven or eight years ago. And and I I, rec- I mean I was I recognized how good he was because he was turning on fish that were quite a far way away, you know, mm-hmm. billfish at that. And he it was it was impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So. Nice. Are we leaving anyone out? Oh, lots should? of people. Well, I mean, no, I mean for for this current Big Rob, so take me through. You guys take me through the rest. And I don't want to leave anybody out. Certainly. We uh, we involved Big Rob back when the original liquid thing was kind of coming apart. And and obviously to do this is extremely expensive, so you need people with means. Mm-hmm. And Rob's also very a type A successful businessman and a passionate fisherman. He's been fishing these local tournaments forever and really didn't know anything about the billfish tournaments, never really been involved in them. And we asked him if he was interested and and basically broke it down to him. This is what it costs. We're not going to be, we're not going to lie to you. It's expensive, but the goal is obviously to break even every year. And the level of enjoyment, if it costs you 30 grand, I, then I know I'm, I sell my spiel. I believe that it's going to be, you're going to get every bit of 30 grand of enjoyment out of this, out of a year of this. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, whatever you spend, what you spend on your vacations and whatever all I think you'll, and he agreed to it, and we, uh, I, I don't know the exact breakdown on the finances. I hate it. I don't want to know, but I feel like he's gotten his his money's worth and enjoyment out of the whole deal, and, and you know, he's the big gorilla of the boat. I, my dad called me a gorilla my whole life, but that dude's much bigger than me, and, and to watch him move around despite being that big, giant guy, he's you know what a sleek a foot or whatever and mm-hmm. and really really good at it so he's not only brings that benefit of being one of the guys that can afford to help us with this and he loves it and good at it now turns out his son's a star baseball player and we're losing him to that a lot these days but he's uh but he's, he's fun i mean he rob is is just like i mean i think for the most part we all make each other laugh during mm-hmm. the day and like we just have fun i mean and and you know. Well, that's what it's all about, man. Yeah. That's, that's why like, you show up. Like yeah. my joke with Rob is like, I don't ask him if he wants anything to eat. I just hand it to him. <laughs> 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 and, you know, but he's just he's he's you know he we he gets excited like we, he gets excited. I mean, we have video of him in this tournament. Like he he releases I think Bernard's fish or Mikey's yeah. fish, and and he's just it's like dancing a WWE like. mo, and he's like <laughs> dancing and you know, and he's got reach. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the guy. Giant. Yeah, he's long guys on the boat. That they're but, they're but he's valuable. A, he's another one who brings levity to the cockpit. Yeah. I mean, oh, he is funny guy. Yeah. Oh, his nice. wit is. I mean, he and Jim Steele just keep the cockpit. You know. Yeah, I, am, so, I imagine so chill. Yeah, Jimmy on on the boat really helps the day go by pretty pretty good. So. Yeah. You think you said it's strange talking about money? I hate it. Yeah, it's. You know what else is strange? Hmm? Are strange questions that people have asked us. <laughs> oh boy, we Let's got go some? through these. Well, we, we got, got some. We, we got, got some. I, I just checked. We got still. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. We'll, say, I, I we'll, still save, we'll save the best for last. Let's break it up we a little bit, though. Let's stuff. break it up a little bit. So, so all right. So I'm going to go through our strange questions. Um, Art, right, you got to tell me if you got some here too. So we got. Um, I think I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm looking at your video. How you're looking at mine? Yeah. You got to look at yours. There we go. I think I got it. All right, let me let me make sure that we got the refresh here. So what we're doing is we're looking at what we did a really interesting thing this time around. 
um, to where we are doing are asking our strange questions on Facebook Live. So and then we're gonna go ahead and roll through them. So all right. So strange question number one. Um, it's not really strange, but it's a question, and it comes from Captain John Van Dellen of the Singularis. I got one from him too. Did you? Yeah. Right. So they did probably the same question. What rides better, a 39 uh, CV or a 58 Merit? We kind of went over that a little bit earlier, but it depends it's, on what the ocean's like. Yeah, it just depends on you know what you what you want to do. Friday, yeah. Friday it was the CV, and Saturday it was the Merit. <laughs> he says he goes. I would bet the CV. This comes from a guy that tries a Bayless. Yeah. So uh, on a on a quartering sea of any size, I'd rather be in a CV just because of the speed I can have. But mm -hmm. in a head sea. Of any size, I'd rather be in the, the Merit boat because that, you hardly feel anything. That boat's rock solid. Oh, my gosh, is it solid. It is rock and, solid. And in, a, in a, any long run, despite the speed, uh, like a really long run, other than in a tournament, I'd rather be in a Merit because of the comfort. It, it's, it's, there's so many variations. All and right. Coming I home. Vote, I vote Merit. Come here. <laughs> in every condition. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but home. I'm the oldest guy here, so... <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Uh, yeah, coming home, I'd always <laughs> rather be in a Merit because it's so comfortable. All Truly right. so comfortable. But but the boat, I mean, you know, uh, the boat was built in 1998. Right. You know, to me, it still looks good. still it's beautiful. beautiful. It looks brand new. And it performs, um, you know, it's not a wooden boat. Mm -hmm. Most people think that they're wooden boats. It's not a wooden. It's, it's a carbon Kevlar composite Corsell foam boat that was built in a mold that's you know bulletproof and like when we're when we were fishing saturday and that stuff i mean it wasn't like flexing and creaking and it's it's a i i have i have confidence in both of those boats when i'm in the ocean sure you know? yeah absolutely and yeah. So, yeah i mean it's kind of like comparing you know yeah this excellent thing to that excellent as thing. i said I before mean, i like, think i think we know, have a tough you know, call one of the finest center consoles that money can buy and i think we have one of the finest sport fish boats money can buy mm-hmm yeah. All so, right. All right. You got a question? I got a bunch of them, but one Go of ahead. them I'm going to answer because I like answering it. And well, you're the one that's supposed to answer them anyway. Oh, you, you guys. So, so they, <laughs> Heather, they're, not for, uh, they're not questions for me. Heather. Uh, I got sorry, Heather. I can't say your last name correctly. Reno. Heather Reno. There you go. He said it right. Ask what where the the name Native Son comes from. Um, that one is for me entirely because mm -hmm. I'm seven generations Florida. Sure. And that's it. I'm a native son, native That's to it. Florida. That's the whole deal there. And he's so bright. He's, he is bright. <laughs> That's S-O-N, not like S-U-N. You'll notice that, that glow around him everywhere he goes? That's called sun cancer. Is sun it? Sun cancer, yes. Yeah. That's what right. that glow is. Give me another, give me another question same, from your list. Same woman asks, what, what are we feeding the bait? And it's the goggle eyes get minced up bonita that I painstakingly chop like a sushi chef. And the uh, herring and sardines and everybody else gets the... Uh, the prills, so it's some kind of meal that you buy. Mm -hmm. it. I buy it at Carl's Bait and Tackle, but I'm sure you can get it anywhere. All right. Uh, we got one from Fonzanoon. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Uh -oh. So Jimmy DeMarco says, is it true selfish love Fonzie? <laughs> they absolutely <laughs> love Fonzie. Absolutely. Ask Skip Dana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no cool. doubt. Mike uh, Schneider asks, what pound fluoro and length of leader do we use tournament fishing and charter fishing? And it's exactly the same unless we're adding a little bit of wire for charter fishing. I fish 30-pound flora because I want to get bit on both. And they're 15 feet or actually a little less just to make sure we stay within the rules. And we generally cut them right at 15 feet and then tie the knots and everything, which brings us down to like 14, 10. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Um, see, <laughs> skip Dana. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's all the picture already. More, more Fonzie <laughs> questions, right? If selfish love Fonzie, why do Wahoos hate Luigi? <laughs> <laughs> so and there's and we're gonna I'm gonna you have realize to get Fonzie this and Luigi are the same guy. John. Comes back to that flat yeah. line fluorocarbon. <laughs> Dude, he can't catch him with wire either. Oh boy. He's so never he's never caught a Wahoo on live bait. He's got thousands of hours in the ocean with live bait, never caught a Wahoo. So the only thing everybody's afraid of on on the boat, nobody Jimmy's gonna catch a Wahoo on Floro. He's going to get it to the boat, and nobody's going to gaff it because nobody wants to mess that up. So, so he's going to be there with his Wahoo. It's probably going to be like 70 pounds, and nobody on the boat's going to touch the gaff. If, if anybody can take a 12-foot gaff and gaff his own fish, it's, it's him. So he's, yeah. he's going to have to catch and gaff his own yep. fish. John Beach asks, how many gogs do you use? And now that's a tricky question right there because the real question is how many do we carry? Because you use how many you get bit and how many moves you make. You never know what the number you're going to use, but – Generally, 90 fish on on when I don't think it's going to be a, a insane bite, and I'm always prepared to carry as many as 150. What day. makes you break that down? I've been in the ocean every day. I know what the. No, I know, I know, but is there is there a science behind it? How many we're carrying? Yeah, yeah. Be, oh, just what I know what a, the bite and I think 50. I'm going to get. Okay. Uh, that, that's the, the answer. That's, that's yeah. a, that, that was the answer. All right. Yep. Cool. And, and there's a, there's a well there is a science to it in that you know our, our thought process whether it's right or not overcrowding a well or, or at what point are you crowding well to the point where the baits aren't going to perform as well as you want them kind to kind of what I was getting at a little bit but and, and that's yeah, always sure the if you're going to go there yeah I want to go I want to go less but I also don't want to run out and mm -hmm. I don't want to be reusing baits if at all possible gotcha all right I got a jumbo question um Justin says uh Justin Layden then says why the boat switch after day one that's some balls right there and I think Stan followed that up backing you up saying well you know it was kind of rough so it was a good decision pretty much is what he said I, it it wasn't a big deal from our standpoint I mean other than getting up an extra hour early yep. you know and, I, and that the, the thought was it was going to be blowing hard uh, see if we had to we knew the wind was coming we were planning on making that switch three days ahead and we knew it, we were doing it. And and I know when I was telling Bun about it, and we were, well, you can't be in a small the center console. I said, well, what if we win the center console on day one and don't, you know, whatever, don't count our second day's fish. We're going to win the center console division just day one, and uh -huh. then whatever. Well, we're no, you can't do that. If you're going to fish a big boat, you're not in the center console. Calc that's eh. we're going to win the center console division on day one. Right. Well, guess what? You we won did, center console on day one. We didn't get to keep the Calcutta money because he <laughs> kicked us out of that Calcutta. But we discussed it, and it was it was, it was agreed upon. Yeah, it was, you know what? It's kind of good you had that conversation ahead of time then. Yeah. Oh, of course. And, no. Know, we're, we're, at least. Yeah. You know, maybe at the very least. Because yeah. so, if not, then it would have been a little bit different maybe at the end. Yeah. But all right, cool. And um, Skipper asked, why was it so rough? <laughs> why was it so rough? Why was it so rough? Because it, it was a selfish tournament. Yeah. Because it was a Jamie Bunn selfish tournament. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't giant until the end of the day. Because somehow we went from having North Current that would have made it giant in a hurry to South Current the second day there. But uh, it was rough. It was wind cap, white cap and wind blown spray everywhere, rough. So, all right. Made um, flying carts a real tricky. challenge. Do you have any more questions you want to fire off from your list? I, th I don't think so. You're good? Yep. Okay. Let's pick a winner. I'm biased. To who? Anybody that ever says anything about my boat name <laughs> oh, Heather yeah you want to let Heather well, no I mean it's a, whatever this is a group thing here it's just there you, go. you sure. just picked her yeah. there you go I think Heather's the winner all right all right yeah Heather stop by the store pick up your shirt 
Thanks, Thanks everybody, everybody for uh, very insightful question. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Always. All right, so let's get on the other got, team members. Yeah, right? Now we got to go to the left short. We've basically working down it. Bernard's here is our left long. Mm -hmm. Rob is our left middle. Which, by the way, I figured out that they like me on the left long because it's the farthest one away that needs to be reeled back in when there's a fish. Yeah, they have the, the most work. <laughs> <laughs> Look how fit this guy is. He can handle yeah. it. Man, he's fit. <laughs> I, don't, I think it was the last bait available, and Bernard's the most recent. Like, see Breezy, yo, Breezy's mm -hmm. new to the boat, but he doesn't man a rod. He fills in where he can, and he's, you know, constantly keeping knots tied and camera and all kinds of – he's just a workhorse, you know? And that's, yeah, I'm the rookie angler. He is. Yeah. And it's what has been two years and change now, so. Yeah. It's like the yeah. movie The Natural, then. Yeah. yeah. It, it has saved when me Roy so Hobbs much money. comes in, it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bernard me used to – I mean, uh, Bernard used to do this on his own. Yeah. Right. And, and now I'm sponsoring my son to do it on his own. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually, to his credit, he's actually footing quite a bit of the bill. So, yeah. But yeah, left short. Yep. Jay Jones. <laughs> that is yeah. Jay Jones. Wow. <laughs> and he's Love a character. Jay. Love him. The, uh, so Another pat addition to the levity on the boat. Yeah. So Jay Jones is, uh, I was in the concrete business in Virginia. Mm -hmm. And Jay was one of my customers. And so the first time we fished together, he had like a 38 Viking. We went to the Norfolk Canyon and we're like, went like 12 for 14 on White Marlin. Um, and we've been friends ever since. Trolling. Um, so Jay would come down, you know, when I would fish tournaments just for fun. Because I just, I, I started doing tournaments. Now. I moved to Pompano in 2008. Mm -hmm. I started doing tournaments just because I wanted to learn more. And I think, you know, it helps you figure out fishing it just gives you a reason to do it right mm -hmm. i think everybody who goes out of hill forest acquisitions I, kind of thing i think people even if they don't go across the board you know should if you own a boat and you like to fish unless you're over the tournament thing you should enter a base entry in a tournament just to go to an event have the intensity of getting ready for a tournament going out the inlet fishing hard all day because it just makes you better when you go fun fishing mm -hmm. you know I mean, I, that's that's kind of my. I actually can add to that, um, you know, because I'm not the tournament fisherman that you guys are, but I fish plenty of tournaments, and having that exposure really helps me understand my customer base a lot more. Sure, you know, it, it really does, and and you know, and I have a passion for it. I love it. I can't do it all the time just because I'm building this business and I'm I'm more in the background of moving forward with the things that I do. But I can say that that exposure to the tournament scene really does hold a lot of value to understanding you know what i mean what everyone else is you know, what's going through their yeah, heads just well make, so anyway jay and i came down here it's funny we walked into tnr tackle and this is like 2015 or something said hey we're gonna fish a sailfish tournament we need to buy a bunch of stuff because <laughs> i was we were I, we were both living in virginia we were coming down here in the winter i wouldn't even live in here I'd, I'd moved away and uh so we just went out and we fished and uh I think like we won the non-pro division or something mm -hmm. on one motor, <laughs> you know, <laughs> lost a motor off Deerfield and they're like, Oh, this is a good place to put the kites up <laughs> so, um, on the, on the 31 CV. And, uh, and then Jay and I fished in the mid Atlantic, you mm -hmm. know, won the Pirates Cove tournament together. One, you know, Jay's, we, we just, um, so when we started doing the stuff on the native sun, Jay had been down and, you know, I was a charter client of arts before we started fishing together and then doing this stuff. And, We'd had some fantastic days, and he just, you know, he wanted to, to be a part of it. And, he, I mean, he flies from Virginia to fish these tournaments. Mm -hmm. um, and he's just, you know, he's just a fun guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's like, he's like, 
know. So he's from out of town all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He nice. lives in Virginia, but he's just a natural. Thousand fisherman. times over. Yeah. If you're good, if you can hook white marlin on the troll, mm-hmm. you can come down here and do this and yeah. hook these fish. So when he and I'm white marlin fish, I'm on the right flat. He's on the left flat. Somebody else can do the stuff behind us, and we stand there all day. Mm-hmm. We pee with a rod in our hands. We eat with a rod in our hands. Like we don't sit down. We fish hard, and that's that's how we kind of you know got into stuff in the mid-atlantic together and then and it's the same process sail fishing you know somebody who has the intensity to focus on anticipating a bite minute after minute hour after hour irrespective of the conditions mm-hmm. you know rain snow sleet hail wind that's Would you get it all up there in the summertime that's a yeah, crazy place you know i mean i remember jay and i fishing a boat builders tournament together and it's like pouring down rain and you know jay I was there yeah jay's out we're, we're, and we're standing on the flats and like everybody's got their rods and the rod holders and they're mm-hmm. in, under the mezzanines or in the salon and jay and i are out there looking at each other and you know probably didn't even have shirts on <laughs> freezing to death just like let's get bit and yeah. and he's that type of guy i mean everybody on the boat is that type of person like it's it's not this is too hard or i wish the weather was better or, you know. yeah oh it's so much easier fishing with you guys nobody's checking facebook or mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah yeah the really whole, fo- the focus you see, like, is fantastic this whole older rod going like that yeah that's yeah. kind of annoying well yeah. if if somebody and i was guilty of this when i first joined the team was you know i might look down at my phone and all of a sudden there was something wrong with my bait it was just art's way of calling me out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's very polite about it i go back to that comment you made too about the um the the tournament fishing and learning the area and everything like that yeah like that that really is a really good comment i think because and i never really thought about it that way but you know i can honestly say that i didn't truly understand especially sail fishing like until i started tournament fishing like you really do get a completely different exposure to it and a different perspective to the entire process when you start fishing on tournament level and then you bring that back to your fun fish days, and it's like changes your game entirely. Well, and if you go fun fishing with us, there's no difference, right? It might just, we might not have the whole the team. Well, like I don't think we fish any differently when we when we leave the inlet. We fish the same way. I know this guy does, mm-hmm. yeah. and and I think we do too. It's not like we're you know making sandwiches, watching TV, waiting for a bait to go off. I mean, we we have the same level of intensity when we're fun fishing because yeah. fun fishing is developing a skill. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the people who don't want to be hardcore you know tournament fishermen i still think like if you buy the if you make the investment in the boat and it do, look i fished this is funny but i fished my first sailfish challenge in 2010 in a 23 foot pursuit with my neighbors with like a 50 gallon live well and some bought bait from the sands mm-hmm. just because i was trying to learn how to fish down here i came here from oregon inlet you know that's where i learned how to fish and you know my brother was a mate in pirates Cove back in the day and i that's that, and i moved down here you know, I just wanted to do it to experience it, to see what it was like. And, you know, I, I don't even know if we caught a fish that day because it used to be a one-day thing. Yep. But, you know, you, you go learn how to fly the kite and you watch what people are doing. You go in the tackle shop and say, hey, I'm getting ready for a tournament. And you, maybe you get a little bit different advice than you would if you're like, hey, I'm going to go fishing with my buddies. And and I, I think that for folks who, because, you, know, you know, not everybody wants to be a hardcore tournament team. For folks who just want to fish, fishing a local tournament and, you know, putting up the base entry and getting your buddies together and, and going out and doing it is is money well spent. Or 
you know. No, I agree. Shameless that, that, plug. That's, that's kind of more of my point. Yeah, yeah like yeah. charter charter Art Sap. If you live in Pompano Beach, call Art Sap and charter him or yeah, one of these other go. guys and go fish with him. You know, you're not going to learn how to, you know, necessarily compete against the you know, top teams in tournament fishing in a one-day charter. But Technically, you're, you're, you're going to but you're, but you're change your perspective, you're, though. Yeah, like like you know, you're going to change your perspective. You're going to fish with this guy. You're going to learn from him. And I, like, I'm not trying to plug his charter business. I'm just saying, like, for people that get frustrated can, that though, they right. that they go out of Hillsborough Inlet and it's hard to catch fish because it's a hard place to catch fish. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, go fish with somebody who's local. And you know, I mean, you can charter the Native Son. Again, I, like. I'm just saying this, like everybody's like, oh, what's it like to fish the North Art? Well, why don't you go charter him and find out for yourself? Like, you know, I mean, he's busy and whatever, but like, you know, that's because I think people get too intimidated by like how, you know, it's a big deal with these tournaments and it's competitive and it's, but, but you can still have a piece of it. You can still have a part of it if you live here and you're not going to, you know, go do what we do. I agree. And people ask me that all the time about charters and I'm like, my first question is like, I mean, how far you want to take this? You know what I mean? You want to go with like the guy? I can give you the guy. You know what I mean? But you know, and then the conversation stems from there. Oh, I think most everybody down here, when they first get a boat, the yeah. first thing they do is put out four pre-rigged ballyhoos and go mm-hmm. troll around for dolphin. Yep. You know, and then after a little while, you get tired of catching, you know, thirty, you know, one and a half pound dolphin, and right. you're like, I need to, I need to or step nothing. this up. <laughs> or, or nothing. Or nothing. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I that's when I was a kid, we we did. You know, we had daisy chain rigs. That's it, how everyone starts Valley. out trolling, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, you kind of get to the point where you realize well, you're it's different. And then, you know, <laughs> you, you start fishing the tournaments, like I said. And I tell people all the time, you want to you want to start tournament fishing? Start with the charity tournaments. Mm-hmm. Super cheap entries. Yeah. You know, a, f- a really great fun atmosphere. All these charity events are always a lot of fun. They put an awful lot into entertaining people. And then, uh, you know, you work your way up. A good one coming up is a trash can slam. Oh yeah, Michaela's that, done that a great ever, job that with that. That, that you enter Michaela's tournament. That's the perfect tournament for that, for sure. I, I encourage people to fish the Cove tournament. The Cove sure. tournament, for sure. Tournament. We're we're getting ready to start another one called the Florida Fury Foundation. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a late April. I talked them into doing late April. They want to do a dolphin tournament. I'm like, eh, why don't we do a late April? It's kind of the end of sailfish season. But yeah. lately, sailfish season great. Getting later. Getting later. Yeah. yeah. Yep. We got two more guys we got to talk about before. Go we ahead, roll it. Roll Sorry it. about the segue. No, that's fine. That's fine. We're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where are we going? We're doing our thing. Yeah. So, Mikey Gullah, <laughs> the workhorse. <laughs> yes, he is. So, here's the crazy thing about Mike Gullah. He was, again, when Rob came on, Rob brought a couple of guys, and Mike has lasted through the, the changes as one of the guys that stayed when Rob came on. And in his junior year of high school, he was named the best football player in the state. Not the best defensive really? player. Not the best linebacker in the county. Or Where did he go to school? St. Thomas. And this dude is a athlete. I mean, top to bottom, phenomenal athlete. And sweeter than sugar and tatted from the bottom of his chin to his toes. So, I mean, he's an intimidating-looking dude, but the nicest, sweetest, most loyal dude you've ever come across. And I've come to believe that that athletic ability, that physical ability, translates into fishing because I think he may have missed one fish in the last six years. Uh And it's not that he does anything special. It's just... Rod in hand, do this. Okay, done. Oh, he's got great focus. And it's done. It doesn't matter. I mean, his physical ability is, he's a fireman now, which I guess helps out a lot with that physical ability, is second to none. Not to mention, if you ever gotten in a 
in a pinch, he's a really good dude to have around because I don't think anything can hurt him. Well, he did, <laughs> right. he, he did sew my thumb back on. There you go. Yep. What? Oh, yeah. I mean, anything comes up. The dude's like, what, what happened to your he thumb? Was, he was a linebacker or something at Florida or defensive yeah. end or Florida, something? No, yeah. linebacker. Florida yeah, linebacker. linebacker. He's a Gator? University of Florida. And, really? and, and my son... Like he's he's like a you know he's a gentle guy. Like my son loves uh-huh. Mikey Guller. Like you know he went fishing with us the first time we took the boat out. Yeah, the, the new Island Rover. And my son's like, what about that Mikey guy? Is he coming? Like, <laughs> yeah, he'll be around. Yeah. The, uh, and then uh, Chad Troncali. We like I said, we got a giant group. And uh-huh. Chad Troncali is a dude I actually grew up with from sophomore year of high school together. He went to college, University of Central Florida, with. And we had him with Keith McDonald, also yeah. another member of the team whom we got to talk about, <laughs> who has, who is – he's a Russian bot now. He doesn't actually exist anymore. But whatever. Right. They, they, uh, he, he moved to California and fell yeah, off the face of the Yeah, earth. he and Vince Verga, who owned the liquid boat, they were all in the same sorority up there at so, University so of Central fraternity. Florida. Sorority. Nah, bullshit. They, Those things don't exist. They spent time in sororities. <laughs> no, it's all sororities. Harris is from that same Yes, and Harris is there. one of the boys, too. He's yeah. the same group there, yeah. So when, when the black boat, when the liquid boat came along, I got reunited with Chad, who was a dear friend a thousand years ago. So it, it's amazing. Again, reconnected by water in that scenario. Mm-hmm. And, and a phenomenally good dude. And uh, poor ba- He's pretty as they come. Until now, all his hair's falling out. So age is starting to catch up with the poor bastard. Yeah. But uh, that was always my joke. He's a pretty boy. <laughs> and Keith. In there. Keith, and is the most, Keith. Keith is the most talked about guy, even when he's not there. <laughs> so, so I, Keith calls me today, and and what, what were his first four words? Oh, is it four words? Is that? Uh, hang on. Oh God, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank here. I'll tell you, the uh, last one's me. Oh shit! First words out of his mouth. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Come on. He, he knows we've caught a fish before we do. Yeah. That's, oh, it's, that's it's, how much he's hitting the refresh button. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's got some kind of trick that it just instantly alerts him or something. There's got to be something that goes on like that because literally I will put the phone down from calling a fish in and we were way the hell up north. So it was all phone. The radio wouldn't reach. And he'd get a text instantly. I, I mean, I barely get it on the t- on the dash in front <laughs> of me. Mm-hmm. Ding. God, keep it rolling. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, such a good dude. There are more Keith McDonald quotes that are repeated yeah. on the boat than anybody. Yep, yep. But uh, nice one, big one, nice, nice one, one, big one. <laughs> or no, big one, nice one. However it goes, I can't keep up with all. Degs that. rolls up, go on the rod. Uh, Four hundred pound blue marlin, big one, nice one. <laughs> he gets on a roll. The great, the best thing you can do is break out a video camera and just 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 record. Film. Yeah. yeah, the snippets later are awesome. And I don't think there's anybody more passionate that loves it more than that dude. No but doubt. He's a Russian bot now. He moved to California. They did something to him. I don't know. We may never see him again. We never will. He's gone. We'll never see him again. No, he'll be back. No chance. He'll be back. What's he'll be back. Chad's line? Uh, we're not allowed to say that here. We were probably are, but I won't say it with these guys here. All right. I'll save that for the next one. <laughs> save it for the anything. next one. All right. So, listen. Let me bring this back full circle real quick. Yep. All right. We, we highlighted and spotlighted everyone on the team. We didn't really highlight and spotlight this guy. Right? Bernard. So, Bernard. Bernardicus. 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 I have, Bernardicus. Dad, I have many nicknames. Are you not, in, are you not entertained? <laughs> yeah, I can see that, right? Bernardicus. So, um, you got Bernard on the boat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, we put you on the spot earlier, right? And so, you guys got to put him on the spot. So, what's up with this guy? 
<laughs> right, and then we're then we're gonna we're gonna end it there, right? Because sure. um, and then we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the the whole tournament th- talk that we that we were doing earlier, right? But I want to really talk about this guy for a second because a lot of people don't know. All right, I tell this story all the time. You know, I do. I've known Bernard since before I was born. <laughs> And that's the truth, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That so, makes you feel young, Bernard. So <laughs> when, no, no, no. The, here, here's the reason why. Here's the re- When his family moved here, right, from the Great White North, and my fo- family moved here from the Great White North, it was two years before I was born. They moved right next door to each other, right? So technically he knew me before I was born, right? When I knew you before th- I spoke English. Yeah, before he spoke, whatever. It was from French-Canadian. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah start for speaking, sure. I didn't start speaking English until I was like seven. My father... Listen to this. Huh. My and neither did his father. My father literally like went to go and be his translator to get his business licenses and everything like that when he was starting his business here in America. Like that's how far back we go. Wow. Right? So and I love this guy like a brother, really. Serious. Like and I do truly. I know people say that sometimes, but that's actually the truth. Like this is I feel like I'm related to him. So yeah. So anyway, this guy. Well, I was going to say a bunch of bad stuff, but you guys are tight, <laughs> so I don't want to. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Bernard and Art have known each other for a long time. Bernard and I have yeah. met the first we, time in we Ocean were neighbors. City. Yeah. Oh, were you? Yep. Yeah. But we're then his house grew some kind of funky mushrooms all through the walls, and yeah. he left us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Art Art moved into our neighborhood in '99. I moved there in '97, uh, and Jamie lived, you know, a couple down from me. And then Art was across the street, and you know, I I never really got to know Art all that well because he was, I mean, always fishing, and right. I was I was still busy, you know, working nine days a week and you know, 42 hours a day. Yeah, but uh, but always had a huge respect for him, and you know, slowly but surely, got to got the chance to fish with him a few times. And we won a tournament together a long, long time ago in your boat in the Bahamas. Yep, yep. yep. that was that, a fun. That one. was the first one. Yep, yep. yep. yeah. So I think I think you coming to this team is kind of like it's it's an interesting thing, right? Because you know, you're obviously an asset wherever you go, and that's the truth. Right, because just just your experience, your wealth of knowledge, and just you, you just your just skill level in general, but also your work ethic you know, that you've had your entire life. So to me, being on this team for you is a no-brainer, right? But you guys can take it away from there. Like, well, we fished together in the White Marlin Open. I met Bernard in Ocean City for the first time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's Mike and I were talking, and he asked, "We're going to do this." He had just recently bought a charter boat up there in at Oregon Inlet, and he said, "I want to do this." Who should we involve? And the first name, you know, outside of, of Rob and Jim that uh, that were already on the boat, that I thought of was Bernard. And the guy has a passion for this stuff, and I yeah. think, and in the experience, I think he's the the perfect guy. And we broached him with the thought, and, and of course, well, of course, I'm in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I got to do? Yeah. Oh and yeah, I couldn't wait to go. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yeah, and, dude, we had a phenomenal tournament up there. Yeah, we, we did. We 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 had a fun time. It was good. It was uh, saw some amazing stuff on both in the ocean and. Yeah. On that crazy ass boardwalk. The um <laughs> in the cabs. And yeah. and then we just got to know each other and then um It was a no brainer. Kind of you know, said, Hey, would you wanna because he was fishing some of this stuff on his own and I was like I forget who called him or who how we talked about it, but somehow between Art and I we said, Hey, would you wanna fish with us? Mm-hmm. And um uh, And i you know, and he's right, I was fishing a lot of this stuff on my own. 
trying to run a business at the same time, trying to raise the kids at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, like, it's always last minute getting ready for a tournament. Yep. And I can relate to that now. I mean, with, with, with the growth that the business is experiencing, I'm always choosing business first before anything. That's why I can never commit to a tournament right now. Yeah, so the idea of yeah. joining a bunch of guys who are That's equally as passionate. You know how hard it is to find folks that don't get offended by – I can't take clients fishing mm-hmm. because they all <laughs> say the same thing. They're like, no, you're too hardcore. This yeah. is no fun. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? This is awesome. What do you mean? Hardcore is fun. <laughs> I mean, Hardcore is fun. Don't get mad at me because I make you do 10 push-ups when you miss a fish. Yeah, right. <laughs> I made his That's daughter. I got fired, too. <laughs> I used to freelance for him every now and then and some of his, taking some of his clients fishing. Yeah. And there were some underlying circumstances at the time, and I was quite edgy. And we were like, oh, for nine or something. In a, the We get a bite like late in the day on the right long. Fish piles on the bait. And we talked about it. Feed him everything first. Well, the guy slams a gear and starts cranking. Well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, between and you we and hooked it. We caught the only fish we caught the whole nice. day. Be, be, yeah. Just the intensity level. I, I would yeah. have the same problems with Randy. You know, yeah. Randy's an awesome captain, but there were times where you know I'd be like, Randy, this guy's paying me. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time, I was told two or three days before that I, I had lymphoma. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that is not me. I don't yell ever, hey, ever. Hmm. Yeah, doctor tells me I got lymphoma. When was this? Oh, when did I was, it was, that was like, six or seven years yeah, ago. Maybe. Really? Wow. Yeah. It was total bullshit. And you didn't? No. They Dude, came, went in there and cut a lip. Oh, yeah. It was horrible. But whatever. Again, no, I, whatever. It would be what it'll be. But but I was I was edgy and, yeah, and things. things were going sideways. <laughs> <laughs> we caught some amazing dolphin and shit that day. We had every meat fish that bit, we hooked, but we couldn't hook a sailfish. Yeah. It's crazy. But whatever. No, they cut one of them lip nodes out of there, and they said, damn, you beat yourself up a bunch. These things are just inflamed. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm glad I don't have lymphoma, right? Yeah, good thing. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the best things about fishing with these guys, though, is the levity. The yeah. fact that nobody gets beat up. Uh, it's, it, you know, I try to teach my kids that, you know, it's like every mistake is a lesson, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's yeah. not something to be, it's something to be dissected. It's not something to be buried. Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, he, he's on the show all the time, and that is always a re- recurring topic: is the level head like don't yell, don't don't go crazy. I used yelling, you're losing. I used to yell like crazy. Yeah. Oh, to the point where people wouldn't fish with me, and it was it was it was misdirected passion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's and, and my I'll raise my voice, and every now and then I feel like I gotta cr- let folks know that's, I'm, I'm excited, and I, I think with what I'm saying, I'm never putting anybody down when I'm young. Oh, this is happening, excitement. But never yell. You, you, like I've seen and heard guys yelling down and cursing people and that. No, belittling people. Yeah, no, no there's none of that. Uh, dude, yeah. we're all adults here. I mean, the th- and the thing about it, art is like, the guy still gets excited like it's his first sailfish. Yeah. <laughs> well, you seen how pretty the bastards are. Look yeah. at them. I've yeah. been on boats where, where where there's the captain literally got out from behind the console and just and shook the kite rod. Like he was strangling someone because we didn't have a kite up in within like five minutes of the tournament start, and I'm like, I'm never fishing on this boat again. Yeah, like you've got to be silly. kidding me. What, what are you showing? Oh, that's nice. Did you take that picture? No, that's a Steve Doherty photo. I was going to say. I was going to say like that. that. That's, that's really. <laughs> yeah. Is that that's a, great. That fish at the end there. Yeah, okay. that's great. And what's great is if you zoom in, you see the line coming across his bill right there. Mm-hmm. You see the tail. You know he's corner hooked in the mouth. It's just so awesome. Perfect. Yeah. Nice. Every single drop is in focus. 
I mean, that's just awesome equipment. Awesome cameraman. This is Native Sun, right? Yep. This is uh, what I, I call, that. not you call, what I call the Tom Brady fishing teams. All right? I'm proud of you guys. All right? Thank you. I, re Thank I you. really am. I, I really do mean it. I'm proud you guys came onto the show today. Um, two minutes after you won a tournament, basically, is what probably what it feels like. All right. So, and um, Mike, I thank you. Um, Thanks for having for me. coming here today. Um, you know, thank you uh, for involving me in the process with this team on on whatever level as the artist or whatever like that. Yeah, so yeah, I'm proud to be associated cool. with you guys. Um, you know, thanks for actually coming. Oh. Right? You know, and, and, and <laughs> coming to the, the show. So I'm, I'm glad you did. <laughs> So well, I've been trying to get you on the show for God knows how long. Right, yeah. that's episode seventy-five. You're finally here. So, well, I'm just very, very proud and happy to be part of this team. It's yeah, you should it's be. really an awesome experience, and I want to thank you for all the awesome art you've ever created for for me that I proudly display. Oh, stop! Thank you for supporting the studio. I mean, I still don't have one. You're getting one soon, right? We talked about the mahi, but I got to get to it. I figured this is the guy who spent his entire high school career sketching fish rather than paying attention yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much pretty much pretty much um, yeah thanks for doing i mean the, the podcast is 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 unique and i think it's important because it's fun right it, yeah like i would i don't i don't want to like i i just like I, I was like all right i'll come do this but it's fun and i think it's good because it it does connect people in the community you know and gives people an opportunity to see that you know that's why we do it yeah. you know, it really is and, and it, you know originally i'm like yeah hey, it's a marketing tool whatever like that and, and we could grow it and we could probably put dollars behind the whole advertising of it but we don't because i'm reaching the guys that i want to reach which is our local community third most consistent message i get is about these the term, is it really podcasts those are our best episodes for sure i mean I so. have one question since i came late mm -hmm. did you ever put mike under the microscope the what did you ever put mike under the microscope oh yeah oh Sort of. I mean, you go kind of. We, we talked a little bit about Island Rover. <laughs> this and the this is how I want to describe Mike Lamb. All right, that's, that's, you Mike know what? Lamb, Thanks for bringing that up there. Mike Lamb has more class <laughs> than most any other gentleman I've ever met, mm -hmm. but he is constantly underestimated. It's and 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 I think he knows that, mm -hmm. and I, th I think he kind of prides himself on that. <laughs> but this guy is world class human being. Yes, yeah. no, I, I noticed husband. that. I noticed that very quickly. Yeah, there, there's a reason that his company's as successful as it is, and he's the leader that he is. And the first time I met him, I was like, man, I gotta, I've gotta hang with this guy because this guy embodies everything I want to be. Mm -hmm. and, and he's freaking ten years younger than me, which he's that he's so he's so far ahead of me. And and I just, I just want to say he's so underestimated because <laughs> he goes out of his way to, you know, to make sure he hangs on to who he is. Mm -hmm. So that's all I got to say about Mike Lamb. The intellectual level. I mean, it, pick a subject. And I was I was trying because I know he hates all this shit. I was trying to avoid it all. Yeah, look at him blush right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the intellectual level over here from the stock market to business to pick pick a subject. Yeah, reading I mean, people. Dude, they wanted him to go do what was this uh, at Harvard or Yale or one of them to do a, a business something or another. Oh, it was all over my really? head. I didn't understand it. Goddamn thing! Guy walks in here today, calling himself a hillbilly. He is. Oh yeah, I, I think that's what he takes most pride in. I'm a hillbilly. I'm from the hills. Absolutely, he is. So I had my four brothers on the boat last weekend. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. And um, when we were kids, 
like when I was a little like son's age, we would climb into a regular cab Toyota pickup truck in Virginia. We'd drive to Delta, Virginia, which is a coastal town. We would ride around marinas and just look look for a boat that had been abandoned that had a tree growing out of it that one day we could dream about like going in the ocean and um we grew up fishing on 15 foot tri holes with electric shift omc motors you know my dad was a minister and a mechanic and we would buy boats and fix them and you know that's how we got on the water and you know we don't have time to talk about it but like that's the name that's the reason for the name of the boat you know he lived in the bahamas in the 60s and and um, the story his old man has you know, it's, it's, uh, and so like for me, I mean, I'm still the guy who was bottom fishing the Rappahannock river in Virginia and mm-hmm. a 15 foot tri hole with my whole family catching food. Um, I'm still the guy that was fishing on a 23 foot pursuit out at the steeple with, you know, two baits by myself just cause I wanted to do it. And, you know, and I get to fish on, you know, I mean, a merit, a, a merit, a CV, a CV. Yeah. Um, but you know, I'm still, you know, I'm still the same guy that I was when I was 10 years old riding around with my brother. I mean, like, to have my brothers on the Merit, like, to pull into the Merit boat yard and get out of my truck and walk up to my boat and get on it with Art Sapp as the captain and for us to go fishing together, the four of us. I mean, we grew up poor, and my parents were great. I mean, we had a great childhood. We just didn't have money. We didn't have stuff. I mean, that's, like, you know, more than I could have ever. I mean, I, I, I rode by that boat yard for... 12 years living here saying if i if i ever decide to get a big boat i want to get one of roy's boats you know Mm -hmm. like that's the only boat i ever wanted i mean i owned a carolina boat for a while but that wasn't like the boat that i wanted so you know i'm just grateful that i get to be along for the ride i mean it's like you know i'm 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 every time i leave the inlet on whatever i'm on i mean i was fishing on my buddy's 25 foot competition with no t-top you know, the other morning in 35, you know, 30 degrees. But I think that's that's something that we all have in common as a team is we just love doing it. You yeah. Know? And and the, the reason he knows that is because he was going bait fishing that morning on Zerato, <laughs> you know. And it's it's just, you know, it's it, I love doing it. You know, it's, thank you for putting them on the spot. That's a really that was really awesome. I, I, I like that a lot. Right there, you, just, you had that. a lot of good things to say right there. That's good stuff. We're constantly drawing parallels between art and fishing on this show. Um, not art sap, but artwork. Um, well, art sap too, but, um, and that is one, th- one area where I can chime in and say, you talk about like the early days of growing up fishing the steeple and different things like that, which we all did, you know, um, you know, but you know, no matter how big this thing gets or how complicated this thing gets or how advanced it gets, whatever tournament level, you compare that to artwork, no matter how big this gets or how advanced this gets. At the end of the day, I still got to put pencil to paper and draw. Mm-hmm. You're a fisherman. You got to hook the fish. You still got to fish. You got to love it. Just because it's like there's all these lines out and these big boats now and everything like that. And it's all these complicated scenarios. You know what I mean? There's, you know, there were bridges that are getting painted or whatever like that. At the end of the day, you got to cycle it down. The work's got to get done. Exactly. So Those are the two passions. Yeah. One makes you money. One costs you money. Right. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Can't have one Not without the other. <laughs> yeah, and if you can blend that somehow, that's that's yeah, the magic. That's, that's the magic. <laughs> that's, that's the magic. magic. That's you the know. magic. That's uh-huh. the magic. I want to thank you guys for coming today. Really, thanks for having us. Really, thanks really for means us. a thanks lot. Thanks for doing this. Really means a lot. And no, thanks for the invitation. I mean, honestly, it's no, really I, special I to be on here. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, no, I, I just you know I want I want this show to grow. I want people to watch it. 
Um, it would be nothing without the support that you guys give us. Um, you know, and, and I really actually, you know, I just want to add to that too. Him coming on the show as often as he does is huge. I never really say it to him, but I think he knows I feel this way, but I, it really is huge to get support on this show from a guy like him. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he is one of the reasons why it's been able to elevate to the level that it has. Um, you know, you bring, he brings obviously knowledge, but he brings consistency and, um, it's appreciated art. So thank you. I told you why I do it. Yeah, I know. It adds to what I'm trying to do. I know. I know. Mentally. But, but it, it, it's just, you know, it, it's just, I mean, there's no way to define actually, you know what I mean? But it just works and I love it and it's just great and it just matters. And so thank you. Right. Thank you. So, um, and thank you too for letting me pursue my passion because without these guys, I'm still in a Conk 27 chasing meatfish up and down the beach, which I yeah. love dearly. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Nope. Not yeah, a damn well, thing wrong with Mutually yeah. beneficial. Yeah. Mutually beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're in the market for a new truck or a vehicle, which some of you out there are or might be or might be soon. I'm coming. I'm in, the, in my lease, baby. All right. Time so go um, just go call Joey or call Dean, my buddy Dean, Dean over there, Joey Cardi Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Um, you know, it's I love my Ram truck. I love my Ram Rebel. Um, not everyone at this table has a Dodge Ram, but, you know, Two it's okay. Do. Two of us do. Right. But I, I really, I mean, it's a tough truck. I've never owned a Ram before in my life, before this, um, before I got one from Joey. But, you know, I, I quickly fell in love with this vehicle. So yeah, a lot of deals, a lot of good deals going on right now you can take advantage of. Um, and if you're thirsty, <laughs> I suggest you get yourself a bottle of Papa's Pilar rum. They remind you never to be a spectator, right? Um, By the way, if yes. ever you get to Key West, the best tour in Key West is touring. Oh, a thousand percent. It, it is an yeah. awesome tour. Yeah, the distillery down there is amazing. I want to bring up the sherry cask. They just released it last week. Um, you know, one of the unique things about Papa's Pilar is it's actually aged in bourbon barrels. They did do a run that was aged in sherry casks. Huh. Really unique flavor. I okay. got one bottle of it up there. Um, probably should have broken it out for this episode, but um, I didn't. Sorry. But actually, so go check that out. Um, also, if you're hungry, um, check out our good friends at Papa's Raw Bar and Papa Migos. Um, they always got some good stuff brewing. Um, please, please, please. And if you're offshore... Right, and you're without an EPIRB, which you shouldn't be. Um, look up our friends at ACR. Um, they got all your safety equipment yeah. um, that you need. Uh, we all have heard horror stories of people that never came back, but we all have also heard stories of victory where people were rescued, and it was because of these devices. Very when those, important. When those two boys were lost, lost offshore in Jupiter, yeah. my kids have never gone offshore again without an ACR in the boat. Yeah, yeah. So they, 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 it's, it's essential them, yeah. equipment. Yep. essential equipment mm -hmm. so um all right guys thank you very much thank right. you your ego not is not true. your amigo right? <laughs> <laughs> always do your best and then like god do the rest and then um don't ever forget that no matter where we are no matter what we're doing we're always connected, connected by, water. by water thank you